Hello and welcome back to the LLC podcast. I'm joined with my co-host Leah. She will soon be giving us a rundown of the pursuit of knowledge and the opening of our novel. Later on in today's podcast, we're also going to be having an interview um, with a special guest that we're going to be bringing in. Um, so Leah is fortunate enough to also be on the editing board for Sparknotes, so she's going to give us a summary of the opening of our novel that her and her researchers have come up with. So, in my research, I have found that the novel itself opens with a series of letters from the explorer Robert Walton to his sister, Margaret Seville. Walton is the captain of a ship headed on a dangerous voyage to the North Pole. In the first letter, he tells his sister of the preparations leading up to his departure and the desire burning in him to accomplish some great purpose, discovering a northern passage to the Pacific, revealing the source of Earth's magnetism, or simply setting foot on undiscovered territory. In the second letter, Walter, Walton bemoans his lack of friends. He feels reclusive, too sophisticated to find comfort in his shipmates, and too uneducated to find a sensitive soul with whom to share his dreams. He shows himself a romantic with his love for the marvelous and his belief in the marvelous, which, which, which pushes him. In the brief third letter, Rolton tells his sister that his ship has set sail and he has full confidence that he will achieve his aim. In the fourth letter, when the ship stalls between huge sheets of ice, Walton and his men spot a sledge guided by a gigantic creature about half a mile away. They encounter another sledge stranded on an ice boat. All but one of the dogs drawing the sledge is dead, and the man on the sledge, not the man seen the night before, is emancipated, weak, and starving. The man refuses to board the ship until Walton tells him that it is heading north. The stranger spends two days recovering before he can speak. The crew is burning with curiosity, but Walton prevents his men from burdening the stranger with questions. Walton and the stranger become friends, and the stranger eventually consents to tell Walton his story. At the end of the fourth letter, Walton states that the visitor will commence his narrative the next day. Walton's framing narrative ends while the stranger's begins. And the stranger that we get introduced to in these first four letters is actually our main character or one of our main characters for our book who we are actually having that special guest interview today victor frankenstein hello victor hi (laughs) is there anything you'd like to say just to start us off before we get into a few questions um i'm just really grateful to be on this podcast and glad you guys are ready and willing to learn more perfect so we're actually going to start off with your early life um how did you start getting interested in all of you know the mysteries of life well i mean it's actually kind of a cool story you know uh, me and my family were kind of trapped in on a rainy day and there was a thunderstorm outside and um i witnessed with some of my family members a tree getting struck by lightning and i think it was kind of uh an immersion for me and i was learning something new and seeing something new that really um that really interested me Wow, so you said that a, a lightning striking a tree interested you, how? 
Um, it interested me with, you know, different technologies you might be able to use and the, the thought of like electricity and using that in, in life, you know what I mean, in our life around us. Alrighty, so how did you actually like get started with studying? Like who initiated that? Was that a self-choice or was that prompted by an outside um, well, I was really uh, kind of kind of influenced by my uncle. He did a lot of work with that kind of stuff. But I also read some of the works of Cornelius, Cornelius Agrippa, Paracelsus, and Albert Magnus. So um, they really they really influenced me. Um, even though my father, you know, he would tell me to stop reading those kinds of things and being interested interested in those kinds of things, he still pushed me to study and gain knowledge. So. Would you say that people were supportive of your, dare I say, odd interests at first? Um, yeah, I think even at uh, the college level when I, when I went off to the university, um, my professors were kind of questioning me and uh, kind of unsure about what I was really interested in. But I think in the end, they were really proud of me. All right. So they were proud of you. Did you feel that they were proud of you when you first started off or did you feel any kind of sort of resentment from after expressing your interest in life and bringing back things? Um, I say at a young age, I felt some kind of resentment um, from my family members, but as I grew older and I got more in tune with my studies, I think they were really proud with uh, how dedicated I was and they were interested in seeing me continue that on. Um, when you were studying abroad that I have here in my notes that you went to Ingolstadt, um, what were you originally there to study or did you know at the time? Um, I was originally there to study, um, philosophy. And so, um, from there, you know, I met the philosophy teachers, but really deep in my heart, I knew I wanted to interact more with the creation of life and, um, you know, like galvanism and bringing stuff back to life. And so I did bring it up with my professors and, you know, they kind of were turning me down a little bit with that idea, but I still can continued on and um, now here I am. All right, so after you created this creature, if we just take a, a leap here um, in time periods, after you created this creature, did you have any sort of regret after bringing something like, did you think that it was wrong after? Because I know during the process, you were really devoted and you really wanted to do this, but what were your leftover thoughts after you had already done it? Um, seeing all the different uh, different events after, after my creation, you know, left from my lab and continued on with life, I kind of regretted it, you know, because I did end up losing a family member and uh, I ended up losing two family members because of it. And it continues to, you know, haunt me. And I, I just wish that I could have done better with the way I went about it. All right. And so speaking of family members and uh, the consequences that came with what you did, um, why then later in the book did you agree to creating a, compa a companion for this creature that you originally created after seeing everything that had happened the first time? Well, uh, seeing everything that happened the first time, I, I just wanted to, I went an escape route. And I think that the monster kind of convinced me that, um, <laughs> that 
I could have this escape route if I did create him a female companion because, you know, he promised that he would, you know, run away and I'd never see him again. But I mean, this really hurt me because I, you know, I was after battling seeing him and, and all that stuff after creating him, it's, it's kind of hard, you know? So after seeing everything that you were kind of consumed with going through this process, um, do you have any like closing warnings or for like advice for people who might be getting too obsessed with topics? Um, I would say that you need to prioritize your health. Uh, I really got into a sunken place when I was creating these, these creatures and um, it really affected me throughout my life. Wow, thank you so much for that. Thank you um, for the little message you left for our viewers. And thank you again for coming in today and sharing your point of view. Um, Leah, would you like to go ahead and close out our podcast for today? Um, so that is it for this podcast, this episode for right here, right now. Um, the Thank you for again for the interview. Um, so next episode, we're going to mention the other portrayals of Frankenstein in media, in other, other, how would you? Um, just other portrayals in general, really, mm -hmm. and pop culture and how from the book, the novel was originally created and how society just took it and interpreted it in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good way of putting it.